Hello and welcome to the Varangian Heresy Podcast, episode 108. I am not Jody. I am your guest host uh, for this episode, Henry, because our two normal hosts, Jody and Chris, could not make it tonight. But we want to try and get a show out anyway, so wish us luck. Um, Freddie even read some instructions to get this episode out, so it's, it's, it's a brave new world we're entering. So joining me from the far distant shores, uh, let's go the furthest for now, someone that as a Brit, I'm always a little bit nervous off to hear they're coming towards me, is our very friendly Dane. Eric, how are you doing, bud? Hey, man. I'm doing good. Doing good. Testing out uh, some of the new rules and uh, trying to learn the whole game again. <laughs> <laughs> how many so, games are you up to, up to now? Only one so far, and watched over another. So, um, kind of two, I guess. But you were, you were teaching the local GW how to play. Is that, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that, that was a good experience, even though we uh, we only made it to turn two. <laughs> a couple of years ago, who'd have thought you'd be in a, a games workshop brick and mortar store? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> teaching the mainline heresy. Ah. <laughs> but I, I can recommend when you uh, when you play your first game to the new, new edition to have uh, two GV employees that are just there to look up rules for you while you play. <laughs> kind of like the servitors. <laughs> yeah, it was more like, well, now we are approaching the uh, something phase. Can you look up this and this and this rule? Because we need to know if they have changed since last time. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so I, that's something. I don't mean, know. Oh fuck it. I'm going to ask you about it now. Um, as someone who's played a lot of the game in first edition, do you do you think you're in a better or worse position for second edition? Do you think you've got a lot of baggage? Do you think it's harder to to learn the rules because you've got uh, assume knowledge mm, no because I, I think the rules are quite like it's it's not as simple now because they're before you had just a unit can do this and this and now you have sometimes it can do this but only if you haven't done this with another unit and so on um, so actually i think having you know, the rules and stats down Hmm. And just having, for example, Valkyrie Corrins, they got another, they got an extra shot. And that's all I need to remember. And then the squad is the same. Hmm. So now I only need to focus on what what can you then do extra, and what do I have to think about. So I think it's it's way better to have the knowledge from from 1.0. And then obviously you have, you do have points where you assume something. But what what we learned was just read all the rules and then try to remember what's different. Um, but, mm. but it's a lot less than learning the rules from you. Never assume anything. Yeah, exactly. Too right. Yeah, that's what we learned. <laughs> I have two other hosts, as you've heard, just chiming in there, have also been playing games frantically against each other for four decades now. Am I right? Something like that? Something um, like that. <laughs> we've got the man who I'd like to think keeps everyone on the level. Pele, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I'm sweating. It's warm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be this warm here. Um, my miniatures are melting. <laughs> so it's, it's building weather, not painting weather, yeah? Yeah, something like that. It's horrible, actually. But I'm good. I'm reading <laughs> rules, too, um, when I'm not sweating. Uh, trying to beat Freddy and not cheating. Uh, I think it works <laughs> out pretty well. <laughs> Try not the winning part. 
Yeah. They're not cheating part, maybe. Yeah. You, you, you're just saying that because Freddy hasn't read the rules yet. Exactly. <laughs> it's looking well, confident. It says it's worked this way. I read the rule. It says it doesn't anymore. Love it. Well, so your your erstwhile partner in, in crime and has been for forever and ever and ever, the uh, as, as Jody likes to say, the, the crown prince of 30K in Sweden sitting upon his throne of bitter, bitter pretzels and crushed empty beer cans and shitty beer and hipster beer and anything else that's going. I said, bring back Rogue Trader. I hate this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Freddy. How are you doing, bud? I'm <laughs> good, man. See, I, unlike my fucking retarded Swedish friends, I, I come from a country where aircon is kind of really good to have. So I have an aircon. Suck on that pellet. <laughs> Fuck you. So I'm sitting here building, drinking beer. It's nice and like 19 degrees. You don't have that. You have a basement. You live in the basement. Yeah. And guess what's in the basement, mate? Beer and a <laughs> imp. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that's a whole different podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's the range and heresy after dark, mate. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very dark. Uh, all I can say, the, the only thing I have to say about the new rules, if you haven't checked it out on Facebook, you know, hashtag look just how me takes Pelle, twists him around, bends him over the table, says, here's the rule book, chew on that, it won't hurt that much, and then, brutal. What they're talking about here is um, <laughs> Pharaoh's Manus and his fucking sledgehammer. It's so good. It's horrible. It's so good. I think if we're honest, Pelle, if, if Ferris Manus wants to do something to you, he's probably going to do it to you. Probably, but yeah. it's Motorian. He's pretty horrible. Yeah, but... It, at least we figured out who, like, in the full Grim Ferris relationship, who was wearing the fucking pants. <laughs> and I understand why full Grim made him this hammer because he wanted to fucking feel that brutal. <laughs> and we know what the rule brutal is. I can I can feel Jody listening back to this, so I'm going to try and try and steer this uh, vaguely back on track. Um, what is everybody going to be working on while we are recording the show? Because what we will do is put up these pictures on Instagram, on Facebook, on the Discord channel, on all the usual social medias. Um, it's been lovely to see new people joining the Facebook group in particular. Um, I'd like to say the same for Discord, but I'm fucking terrible at Discord. I still can't even get the cold paint one up and working because I'm useless. So thankfully other people are taking care of it. But the Facebook group is is more alive than it has been for years. Um so Joe, uh, who are we gonna go to first? Eric, what are you gonna work on for this episode? Or are you have you just piles of books in front of you? Uh good yes. Um I have three books laying around me. Um because you asked us to uh to come with uh units or there was homework this episode. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'm surrounded by uh, your homework to me, and I won't be painting um, because probably I'm gonna have to look up shit uh, because I don't know all the rules by head yet. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're just picturing you behind. What is it? Is it a Lex mechanic? What are they? What's that amazing old bit of artwork where it's like the wizened old dude lent over? Oh, the scribes. So yeah, right. the scrub with the typewriter yeah. thing in front of him. Yeah, that would be me right now. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Hello, what about you? You're gonna be painting anything? Is it is uh, it was it made after nineteen eighty? Yes. It's uh actually I'm not painting, I'm building. I'm building brand new space marines for my hey. Night Lord army. <laughs> I apparently need uh two tactical squads. Uh to go with a terror assault list uh, that I usually play with my night lords. 
Oh, you fell into that trap too. <laughs> Sorry? You fell into that trap too. Yes, I did. Awesome. Uh, so I need to two tactical squads, and uh, that's what I'm building right now. Nice. Explain this trap. What's what's this trap? What's happening? Uh, yeah, in a old money, old rule look, line of 1.0, uh, you can feel the terror assault list and the terror squad war scoring was a scoring unit and a troop choice. Uh, they are not scoring and they are not Ooh. troops, I think. Either. You can t- feel them as troop choices, but they're not scoring. Interesting. Uh, so you need something. They have a tactical squad, have a room that's called line. That means mm. they can score. Which is fucking awesome. Yes. And so, so um, do you have to field something with, with the line rule? Or could you just go, fuck it, I'm not going to do any scoring. I'm just going to try and kill the other person. No, I don't think you have to. But Eric has to answer that. Uh, but I don't think yeah, so. Basically, line troops are the only scoring ones unless they have a special rule for it. So if you don't have line troops, then in half of the scenarios, at least yeah. you are not going to be able to win unless you table your opponent. Uh, Which is also a tactic. That's not what you're going to do when you play Night Lords. So if, yes, you could ignore the fact that you can't score and just aim for torture and blood but mm. sometimes you actually want to win a game or two. So it could be fine to have a couple of tacticals hiding in <laughs> rhinos. <laughs> oh, you know, Pella, not scoring sounds much like your private life. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about that? Tor- torturous and, and full of blood. That's, that's <laughs> no. Yeah, but I think with the amount of Iron Warrior armies we're going to see, then uh, tabling people are going to be hard because you have to, uh, to enter the kill zone. Okay, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Force that yeah. down inside, Eric, and unleash it very, very soon. Okay. Um, but, but if you wanted to, uh, the explanation for the trap, then uh, a lot of writers write of wars, they lost their, uh, you know, where you could take something uh, mm. as a troop choice. For example, uh, Chosen Duty, my old favorite uh, writer of war, where you had the Delegatus, mm. uh, they had that you could feel veterans as troop choice. Uh, and then feel a completely normal army apart from that, uh, which is what I did with my army. And all of mine have combi combi weapons, so basically I can't use them as tacticals. Uh, mm. And then we had Pride of the Legion, which they have restricted to hell and back now because you can only take one fast and one heavy choice in that Rider War. Oh wow! So basically, it's unless you want to build an army that's just veterans. There will uh, be more than that, Henry, later on. That's true. We're going to be going. Yeah, that's yeah. This is this is really interesting. So a lot of the time you can keep them as troops, but they don't. They don't basically don't give you scoring, right? So you can take more units of them than normal, but yeah. you still need tacticals. Yeah, or assault marines or destroyers. Right. Creatures. Interesting. Because you know, tactical is the legions is the bulk of the armies. So mm. in one in that way, it's good. Wouldn't it be cool if they gave you a like a right of war like that that rewarded you for taking loads of tacticals do you know what i mean like i know you might say oh that's a normal army but very few people ever used to play without a lord of uh, a right of war correct pretty cool so like what if there was something where yeah you could take more tacticals or there was yeah well there were bonuses taking like you say you know basically the, the the black library novel front cover army 
Yeah, um, yeah. you have got a special 30-man uh, tactical squad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Take at least three. And uh, you could pimp it by adding perhaps a special weapon per 10 or something. And... Just give them stubborn. You would uh, get a long way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, but yeah, that, that would be cool. Because actually right now, when I'm looking at, at my army, I, I can't really fight, unless I'm playing Armored Breakthrough, which is Armored Spearhead. I have actually just chosen to go with no right of war because the ones that are there are they actually make my army worse, whatever I try to come up with, which is quite amazing. <laughs> You're forgetting rule of cool, Eric. It's not even Yeah. But but if you can't bring models then uh Yeah, then it's gonna be hard to be it's, cool. It's right right of wars either it's reserves <laughs> right now or it's kinda spammy. Uh, and, and reserves are useless until they FAQ the intercept rule. Um, Interesting. Let's not, right, let's jump into rules in a bit because I know, in fact, I think next episode we're dedicating, aren't we, to, to some, like, because there'll be a, another few weeks of gaming under our belts and, and you boys are really going to rip into them. Um, so, Freddie, what are you up to, hobby wise? Uh, I am actually building big variants. Uh, right now, I am uh, building some Volkite uh, Culvers. Uh, that's going to be for my uh, Iron Hands. So um, um, I got some bits at Adepticon, uh, like shoulder pads and some heads and stuff. Uh, so I'm going to put them on these beakies. Uh, apparently, I have to confess something. I'm no longer going to do some Sephora's for my project. Because <laughs> my missus says, you have to do these Blue Marines. And I was like, what Blue Marines? And I was like, uh, Night Lords. And I was I don't want to build night lords. I oh, you have to. So like, interesting. So you, then you're allowed to 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 come up and and build them and like yeah, you can build them in the living room. <laughs> so now I'm building. Night I lords. don't say I don't know if it's a good idea if your missus wants to see night lords. <laughs> I don't know. Like she she wants the night lords. <laughs> I have no idea why. So I, I'm I'm assembling two um, two beaky normal marines, uh, and I'm gonna test paint an idea I have for the nightlord scheme, which is that um, I'm gonna use some inks. I'm gonna use some like uh, I'm gonna play around with uh, pre shading, and then I'm gonna use that Darth Vader blue from um, Color Shift, and then play a bit oh, with like cool. ink and um, and kind of stuff for all that. So, but first, I need to focus and get these fucking iron hands done because iron hands. I need to finish that army. So I'm working on iron hands. Love it, exciting. Um, I am not. I've been painting all day long, and I am ready to be bombarded with list ideas. So I've got my notepad. I've got my 43 kilos of rule books. Obviously, if you're going to play heresy, that's what you require. Um, and. I have, what do I have staring me in the face? I have contempt staring me in the face, so I might interfere with him slightly during the episode. You can put up a photo in the shadow of me. That makes you happier. That would be beautiful. Gives me gives someone to distract me. Um, so uh, I have already mentioned our normal socials, and you're already listening to the podcast, so you must have found us somehow. Um, but you can catch us on all the usual platforms, and we're really pushing Spotify at the minute. I don't know why, but Jody does, so there must be a reason. Um, so if you're not following us on Spotify and you're on there already, uh, go and check it out, give it a follow, 
give it a 17 star review and all the rest of it you know the drill um i want to talk a little bit about the raffles we've got coming up but i thought perhaps we could talk about that in the final segment because there's some exciting news uh, we've got for both of the raffles both the patron one and the scandus dmd raffle so if it's right with you guys we can whiz over to the news desk and i'll shuffle pieces of paper here like i'm so last couple of weeks remind me when the last show came out have we heard about a leviathan no right <laughs> we have now haven't we uh yes yes we have. and a contemptor a contemptor we know about a contempt we know about. I knew we had a dread that we knew about. I'm just trying to desperately to find it on the community site. Where are we? Um, contemptor and extra weapon for the contemptor, right? That's what we're looking at. Ooh, palace prepared. Palace um, got uh, his um, memory left. Yeah, I thought you were had like suffering from heat stroke or some shit. Sometimes, <laughs> even my mind surprised me. Sometimes I surprise myself. <laughs> so yes this is the new plastic contemptor which is not only all the lovely gubbins that we get with contemptor in the age of darkness box but it's also got a bunch more it's basically got all the weapons right are we are we pleased because you guys have all had the opportunity to get your hands on the uh... oh i have so many contemptors <laughs> and i believe they're good in the in the game as well now right yeah dreadnoughts are finally good and they're actually really good now. That's awesome. Because yeah. I think if, if I had to put like money on the line, I think the contempt is my favorite thing when it comes to heresy models. Uh, but yeah, the basically the uh, dreadnoughts now are I, I don't know how many years they've probably since they had armor value, <laughs> they have been bad. <laughs> but uh, they contempt us are really good now. Um, in in the game I had with them, they. I had an Osiron that uh, took care of uh, Death Star alone. Um, so, so it's recommended. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and, yeah, I can't decide. I can't. They, they're so... It's so easy to pose them now because of the plastic. Um, I just... The temptation to do a Fear of the Ancients thing is, is strong. Like, it's really strong. Um, do you guys know of an account, uh, Mike Fellhanded? Yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant hobbyist, uh, amazing White Skulls Army. He's currently working on an Iron Warriors Fear of the Ancients, and he's just popped up some pictures recently of his first finished Contemptor, and it's amazing. It's like all um, like armoured in, like the sarcophagus has got extra armour on it. He's got like a wrecking ball. Um, oh, it's just... It's just gorgeous. Does it have Miles Cyrus on it? It's just, yeah, yes, it does, I believe. Uh, it's one of the rem early remembrances. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it looks amazing. I think it's beating the fuck out of some, uh, I want to say White Scars, actually. I can't remember. I was looking at it the other day. But again, he's, it's a beautiful base. It's going to be an amazing looking army, sort of when he's done. Um, but what's going to be the hot property weapons wise then on the Plastic Contemptor? What's the one that everyone's going to be on the trading groups going, can I swap this for this for this? I think, honestly, I think it's going to be the close combat weapon, at least one of them. And then there are a lot of contenders like Culverin, uh, Last Cannon, like depending on the situation you want to use it in. But the the contenders are contender dreadnoughts right now without a close combat arm. Uh, they lose the whole 
point of dreadnoughts in close combat mm-hmm. and with how fast everything can move across the table having having a large piece of high toughness hard to kill that can charge it, it has movement eight so basically uh, I, I would just have it with a close combat weapon and whatever shooting weapon that fits my army mm-hmm. and then charge whatever comes close to my army um with some help that i'll tell about when you get to your list building beautiful beautiful um i've just checked back the leviathan was shown on the 2nd of june so you guys must have talked about it on a previous show i don't remember talking about it i think it's basically it's it's just an old model that came back out so i guess as we have been playing version one i think we might have paid much attention to it i knew it was coming sure 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 yeah it's it's just the yeah, same thing in plastic. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think I'm I'm a little less jaded now than I was. I got a tiny bit burnt out doing that White Scars project for the launch, um, yeah. and I think I felt a bit like that. But the last two weeks, I've been steadily getting more turgid, and I am absolutely vibrating with excitement now when it comes to heresy. So uh, yeah, it's it's all looking good to me. Um, and I suppose the other thing model wise that we have that we haven't seen before are. Uh, yet, and yet another headset so to go along with the sons of horus and the imperial fists we've got the new dark angels um upgrade kit i think we did talk about that yeah dark angels we did because we made a joke about it <laughs> yes so in that case the only other bit of news left to talk about if we're not going to dip into black library books i think we had a few more of those oh. coming out um is the yesterday was it or a couple of days ago we got the next uh exemplary battles Free Horus Heresy thing with some a new word bearers unit, the procurators. Yeah, some kind of apothecary, right? Yeah, I think they sort of they go in and get all the gribbly bits so they can do nasty, spooky things with them, right? Yeah, something like that. They're word bearers, after all. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Uh, at least it's not uh, more destroyer. Yeah, they made something new about it. Yeah. And new stuff is always good. I haven't read the rules. I can't really say anything about it. But I really do like they have moved away from that everyone get their own destroy unit thing mm. and try to find some something more flavor mm. of Legion. I think one of the really fun things as well is it's it feels to me anyway like old almost like Citadel Journal type stuff where it's it's conversions and you get rules for them. Like it's not a new model or anything. It's it's you make it yourself kind of thing which i think is pretty cool yeah it was a pretty good description wasn't it uh, yeah you take so- something you got convert it and make rules for it and mm. uh, it's official rules i hope it continues man i really do yeah. like it's it's, totally. it's been re- really exciting and what's the actual exemplary battle i'm having a look on here now i'm sure it's, it's h something hisar or or anybody H-S-B aware of it defense defiance at hesar anyone know about that one no well, it can't be that exemplary then. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's in the black books. Ah, ooh, so a new one. That's cool. New bit of lore coming out yeah. as well. I will have to go back and have a read on that. I've been um been too busy filming. So I've been too busy reading Ravenguard exemplary battles. Well, this is it. so that's a nice segue. <laughs> we may as well go into the main segment if you guys haven't got anything else to add for the news. No? No. Nope. I think we're kind of on time. I can just sense Jody getting cross, 
that that we're not that we're rambling or that we're we're not running to time. Um, so, uh, other than the like very last minute hosting, the reason I'm on this show right now is because I reached out to the guys a couple of days ago, a week or whatever it was. Um, uh, despite the fact I am geographically quite far away, um, you guys are very much my heresy community. Still, the only place I've ever played an, a, a tournament, as it were. Tournament, such a rough words. We don't we don't use curses here. <laughs> don't swear. Yeah, my new language. I I am the apex of uh, heresy players, though. You know, I have I have awards to prove that. To prove that you've done a tournament or events or. No, no, I'm 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 like the best heresy player there is. Are you? Yeah. Everyone knows this. I, I would like to see proof. <laughs> well, I told you, I'll show you my Adepticon, like, best ever. The the, the big round medals? <laughs> the biggest medals ever, mate. The biggest ever. Yeah. He's lying again. <laughs> I'm never lying. Yes. Thank you, Lost Henry. Oh, he's back. Here we go. Yes, slick as ever. I managed to <laughs> unplug my microphone there. Fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? But, Freddy, I have to ask you about those medals. Aren't you the only Scandinavian that only has one? Uh, one, I can tell you, mister, that I have five, my friend. Freddie, can you hear me? I can hear you. Beautiful. We're back. So um, the reason I'm uh, on the show, other than a very last minute uh, guest hosting, uh, was I had set the guys uh, a challenge a couple of days ago, about a week ago, um, for good or for ill, geographically miles away. But the Varangian heresy is my heresy community. Um, you are guys are my brains trust. Oh my so uh, <laughs> when I was getting the buzz back uh, and really, you know, I've nearly finished doing all the tutorials for the Heresy Legions and all that now. The scars are done. I might add one or two units for them, like the special units, but that's done. I really want something to get my teeth sunk into. And I suspect I'm like many other people in Heresy, getting into Heresy 2nd Edition, that maybe aren't in the same position they were first time round for Heresy, maybe a little bit more time poor. So uh, I put to the guys, I would really like a project that I can properly deep dive into. I can get really, really down with my hobby, but is a relatively low model count army, but also needs to be one that I can take and play games with because I'm determined for second edition to actually play more. Oh, um, my beer. Yeah. So the caveats were, uh, ideally, I'd like it to start small model count, maybe zone mortalis style, because we, of course, we had that awesome white dwarf release um but with the option to fairly seamlessly expand it you know to, to bigger games um this is an army that i've been waiting really for years to paint um just to really really deep dive and, and try my try my best army painting on it put it that way um so still getting it done but but looking as smart as i think i can get it um i gave the guys a bunch of legions that i like but nothing's off the table um and i think that was about it wasn't it i don't think there was any other any other rules um i have no idea what they've come up you, you have a list of preference so my preferences i think were i think uh ultras iron warriors never going to touch that shit um i've had an idea in my head for well best part of 10 years of a traitor raven guard in fact i even made a few models for them um basically a traitor raven guard and salamanders i think that was my my preferreds. So, should we tell you why you shouldn't go ultramarine Iron Warriors? <laughs> go on, Eric. Take <laughs> it away. 
Yeah, I think actually uh, Auto Marines. I think uh, I think most of the people that have played Heresy for a long time, they're I don't know, they they find them a bit boring. Um, I actually think you could paint them really well. Um, their army roll is, you know, they have where every second turn they can get plus one to hit um, with the army. So I think with the Ultramarines, I think it's going to be a really shooty army. So the best tactic would probably be to just, you know, stand in a corner um, mm. and shoot, which is not really a fun tactic, neither for yourself nor your opponent. No, and that that kind of brings me to Iron Warriors because they are the same, just a lot worse. Uh, with with getting extra strength and extra shots, and when you say much worse, do you mean like nastier? Or yeah, right. yeah. I, I my guess is that when you look at events, I think you're going to see like twenty twenty five percent being Iron Warriors. Wow, uh, I mean, my like... dead heart thinks that's wonderful. Um, but <laughs> am I yeah. right in that Iron Warriors were quite popular for a time? In Heresy yeah, 1, when, right? Yeah, and that, that was also back when Artillery was king. Right. Uh, and and we're kind of getting back to that also with reactions, the way they interact. Like, the more the more points you can put under one reaction, the better. Because if, if let, let's say you do a return fire, you don't want to return fire and waste a reaction on returning fire with 10 boulders. Mm. If you instead can return fire with, uh, you know... Uh, the what are they called the terminators with the missile launchers if, if sure. you get a chance then you just remove whatever is shooting at you mm-hmm. and they also have a warlord trade where they uh yeah first of all they can get extra they have extra strength against big targets so they kind of dreadnoughts vehicles stuff like that and they cannot also in one of their reactions double the amount of shots they shoot and that reaction in one of the warlord trades you can even the warlord automatically does the army special one for free whenever you shoot at that unit uh so it, it gets completely retarded with if you can basically just walk across the table with a unit of terminators and then shoot everything off the table that tries to stop you um and eric you're, you're telling me i shouldn't do this is this yeah. what you're saying right because okay. it's not going to be fun for yeah but, but i'm telling <laughs> it's not going to be fun for your nor your opponent because it's going to be like when thousand suns came out uh, I sure, played it before. Sure, it came sure. out and after, and like your opponent shows up and they are just immediately like uh, discouraged for playing because it's like oh that league in again. Okay, um, well let let me let yeah. me challenge you on that one then because yeah because you you I mean you love the thousand suns you've got a beautiful looking army and you you know you've got a lot of them but you I know you are as much as someone who loves the rules and you like to play hard, you also like an interactive gaming experience, right? Yeah. So you obviously learned to moderate your lists, right? To to moderate your Thousand Suns. How would you, and this, I'm dropping this on you, obviously, with no preparation. Off yeah. the top of your head, how would you moderate an Iron Warriors list? Because there's going to be a lot of people, myself included, who love the Iron Warriors. And Definitely. I think, you know, there are... They can be quite quick to paint. Um, I think yeah. they look nice on the table. They've got that that grimy, grungy, heresy vibe, you know, just just slogging it out, right? Like, how would you moderate an Iron Warriors list? You know, I I would probably do like the same as I did with Thousand Suns. Actually, uh, Iron Warriors is all about shooting in the rules right now. 
what I did with Thousand Suns was they were all about psychic powers. You know, everyone had Magnus, Segment, Terminus, and stuff like that. Hmm. I have played, I've never played Inson Mortalis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even that. Now, but I've, I've had one game with Segments and got tired of them. I've never played with Magnus. So basically, what I did was I made a delegate, a delegatus that was a level one Psyker. And then I had sometimes I had maybe a veteran squad or two or something with Psyker powers. Hmm. So basically, I played the army, you know, with I played a fast moving, hard hitting army where, where it was like, you know, get around the opponents, shoot down the important stuff. Um, but I did not play, you know, the, the whole Death Star game where you hmm. just. You, you know, you had Magnus at the Terminus walking across the table, killing everything that got close to him. So, yeah, I won a lot of battles with it, but I I think I've had one wipe with my Thousand Suns army ever. Sure. Uh, I've, of course, had opponents give up, but have I actually ever, yeah, wiped an army so there was no one left once, uh, which means that most of my games were running into turn four or five, maybe, where... Some of the others I've seen, you just have Magnus, you know, blasting mm. stuff in all directions. And I think with Iron Warriors, it's kind of the same. You're just going to be doing it with shooting instead of psychic powers. Sure. Um, so you're thinking, so focus on the spoilers, assault squads, yeah, bikes, yeah, things like that. Yeah, so maybe have like, you, you know, do artillery like Iron Warriors would, op- would obviously do in the background. But then if you have a close combat focused army and you're shooting you know, down in the same area that you're moving through, mm. then you would, sometimes you would hit yourself. Um, oh, it looks so cool though, wouldn't it? Like, that makes me really excited, man. I, and I think that's what's something I said to you guys as well, was I was keen to embrace the theme. So, yeah. you know, if we were going to pick a Legion, why were we picking that Legion? How were the rules going to help me? Uh, how was I going to not take advantage of the rules, but but use them, you know, not 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 ignore them? Um yeah. And I think that with with the Iron Warriors, everything you could do with them, you know, with having an army that moves forward, uh, you know, slow and steady while under fire from the rear, mm. all that you could do in a thematic way with Salamanders, for example, which was also an army you mentioned. I like it. Well, let's let's jump to because we kind of talked about armies that you don't think I should play, so yeah. we'll come back to you for the two that you do think I should play. Um, because that's already given me food. I, all in my mind now I've got is this this idea for like Iron Warriors, like Sapper style uh, army, you know, like how can I how could I represent that, you know, like maybe with scouts or recons rather and uh, mm, interesting. Sorry, right, scribble that down. Right, um, Freddie, what's your suggestion? Uh, well, I was looking at uh, Raven Guard, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because I know you've been talking a lot about Raven Guards. I remember, like in the day, a couple of years ago, we talked about it. And uh, me, different to uh, <laughs> different between me and Eric is pretty. Weird. I did not go to the army list. I went to the black book and the Raven Guard fluff. Mm-hmm. And then I look up. Uh, I looked up heaps of background stuff about the Raven Guards. I, did, mm-hmm. I went to Wiki. I went to internet and. You know, obviously, I remember them releasing that Terran unit back in the day. Remember, we had mm-hmm. that in news sections before. So I got hooked on that Battle for Gate 42. Gate 42, and, that's what it's yeah. all about. 
Exactly, and then I read that more. I tried to find like if there's any like unofficial fluff about it, and I checked around and stuff, and that's when I got hooked on exactly how the army would look like. Mm-hmm. And it's like the most Raven Guard, unRaven Guard army you would ever see. Now we're talking. Um, and I think it would cross over pretty good to like, because it's like trying to play Raven Guards like Sons of Forest. Yeah. So you're not really playing towards their advantages. Uh, you you kind of a little bit you are, but not as much. And it's kind of like it will be people will look at this army and they will think, "What the fuck is this?" And then is this really Raven Guard? And then you will give them the background, and they're like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> and then you'll add on your twerk because I I assume that you will do the Raven Guard theme, but you will twist it a little bit. So maybe. Yeah. My my. <laughs> Painting skills, sorry. <laughs> when I first met Eric, not Eric the Dane, but Eric Orman, mm. uh, he did like Survivors of Istvan 5 and he mixed the matched armors. And then I kind of pictured um, uh, this thing that the Raven God would have some sort of patch or like an armor, like a knee pad or a shoulder pad, and that would be Lupercal Green. Yep. To honor like the thing, and then it would also have because of the Terran ancestry and stuff. I know it's a bit dark angelly, but I think I don't know. Like you're the expert, so you will have to work with me. But they will also need some sort of red, because in the background and in the fluff, they had some sort of red because they were more similar to the proto uh, first legion than they were to like what we imagine Raven Guard being later on. Hmm. Because mm, the Terrans, were, Terrans hadn't really dwelled into that much into uh, the whole fucking fucking stealthy guerrilla warfare. That was more Korax doing. It was. Plot. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because the 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 difference is so that they they drew the Terran Raven Guard from the the Jeric, uh Asiatic dust field, the Jeric tribes yeah. over there, um, and there's this sort of so if, effectively the. The initial 19th Legion, so the Raven God, before they were the Raven God, they were attached to, uh, eventually they were attached to the Sons of Horus fleet. But before that, they were used as sort of terror troops. Um, so that there was still elements that we see later echoed with the Raven God, but there was perhaps a little less stealth involved but there was still an awful lot of this sort of they were more like uh, night lords than they were exactly much more like we see night lords so they were they were you know hyper violent they were very much used to sabotage or go and take out uh, basically their, their job uh, what was the chap's name the tyrant of ursh was it yeah that, that was one of the most famous things they did was that they, they basically were to go in and, and take take the head um that that was their job and then that was their when they got attached to the Sons of Horus, that became their role, basically, as the 19th chapter, kind of, of the Sons of Horus. And they, and obviously we know Sons of Horus are all about the spearhead, spear tip or whatever, and all the rest of it. So you had a lot of that. And it, it always, I always found it a bit funny why Korax did, almost made out that he didn't like the tactics and stuff and they did, when actually their tactics were incredibly similar to what he did. I think it's he didn't like them because they came from a slaver background and he was all about, liberation liberation right but also um it, it was more uh, instead of luring and then doing the you know mm. the decisive stroke it was more about uh kind of being 
it, it was too similar to the Sons of Horrors yeah. and not enough like Clock and Dagger. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And this was this was my idea with the when the force when I put it was was that I was in the past when I'd thought about this project, I'd considered using black shields actually to do it. And we don't really know what's going on with them at the moment. But I quite I quite like the idea of is this as Freddie's going to talk about gate 42, blah blah blah. The the Terrans end up getting sent off in the predation fleets to go, you know, into the outer dark and become the Carcaradons and the Ashen Claws and, and all the rest of it. I felt like, well, one of them's bound to just go back to Horace, right? You know, yeah. Horace never treated them like shit, right? He was, he was, he was the, he was the one. So they go back to Horace, and it meant that in my mind, I was like, oh, do you know what? I could play them with Raven Guard rules, or I could play them with Sons of Horace rules, or in the future, I could even play them with Black Shield rules if that comes back. Um, so I quite liked that flexibility. Um, yep. With, with, with the rules but yeah but tell me about sort of where you were going I, I i hadn't considered the red thing the the sons of horus green my thought was to have that on the on the pauldrons so it was a gray yeah. you know a gray armor and then green on the pauldrons um and then have like the eye of horus symbol there somewhere so it's kind of like a dis discreet mm. you know either, either just there uh, i was thinking when uh because i i do a lot of custom decals mm. uh, i was thinking doing that just the eye and not the, the the full symbol just do it like an eye thing mm. Mm. like yeah, without nice. the entire you, you, so it's like kind of it is obvious but not really obvious because they are kind of the clock and dagger and the, yeah. and the red thing is used to add into the terran thing and i assume they're going to have rules for uh, eventually going to 2.0 for those uh, terminators which uh talk about this what, what's this what's this stuff you're on about oh uh, i'm gonna see if i can find it still on the web but it, it, remember, leading up to 2.0, they, they started releasing like the Sun Killers for the Empress Children, all kinds of units. Mm -hmm. um, they did release uh, a Raven Guards Terminator unit in Catapathy. Um, yes, of course. Yes. Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, and, uh, oh, sorry, I'm taping, typing that. That's what I said. Uh, 30K. See if we can find that. I don't know if the rules are still up. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in the chat. Uh, because they are red. Remember that it was like a big fucking Oscar. And we'll stick these. Uh, we'll stick these up on the the yeah. various groups, guys, so you can take a take a look at them. Uh, so they are kind of red with black. So they look uh, a bit yeah. more like fucking. Um, uh, a bit more like blood angels, but they're not. And I was thinking this one, like, because this unit is basically, if you remember the Gate of Forty Two, like they used their, their, their mm. almost all their armor. They used the the stuff that weren't really fast and and sneaky and shit. Uh, and they used all that shit. Yeah, and now is a good time if you want to buy Cataphracty Terminators. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Their their stocks are down. I think when we because the market is flooded with cataphracty <laughs> terminators at the moment. So I'm gonna uh, see if it says in anything else in the rules. Visit your local eBay. <laughs> now, they're still fantastic models though. The cataphracty aren't they? Like yeah, they're cool. Yeah, really, really cool. See if it says because uh, it's like a delivery squad, and it says like it even says the background that. Uh, 
the Raven God and Luna Worlds came to use the Terran as deliverers. Because these are like basically the Terrans. Because mm, mm, the Luna mm. Wolves call them the deliverers. So it, it is like this is kind of a, a good go to thing. And that's why I, when we go into my army, I kind of I assume this is going to happen. They're going to release him uh, one, once in a while. But because you have like the Corex shame, it's even part mm. of the fucking part of the special rules there. Yeah, and it's, if it's a part of this traitor army, it gets the hatred Corex Corex. Ah, uh, nice hatred Corex. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So th this is part of my background, and this is why I picked my army in the end, and that's why we're gonna have. I, I assume Eric is gonna think it's retired when it comes to rules, but it's. We'll go for it. Hit, hit me. This is like because I I usually I usually build my army behind like I start out with the fluff and then I build my list. So and we've, then... we've got the fluff. We've got the Terran Terran survivors of Gate Forty Two that have decided not to be go out on the predation fleets and yeah. have decided to go fuck Korax up, basically, right? Yeah. But, but actually, Freddy, uh, Raven Guard was the one I was uh, going to get to in the end, saying uh, uh, go for yeah. that. There you uh, go. So, where it's going? <laughs> <laughs> this, oh god, I'm so excited. But we. But I think the good part about this though is that. My list will probably be polar opposite to Eric's list, which will make this interesting. Okay. Well, let's hear just I'm just conscious of time on this because we do like to chat. Give us an overview of the list. Of my list? Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the Pride of the Legion, the old school one, because mm -hmm. uh, these are all the Terran veterans. Mm -hmm. And it's going to consist of uh, these Cataphracty squads. That we see in this exemplary battle there, mm -hmm. uh, the, the deliverance squads. Obviously, they, they you don't have rule for them yet, so they, you used to have to use them as uh, terminated cataphractic sure. rule, like legions. Uh, so you're gonna have heaps of them. Yeah. So the the first part of your list, the fifteen hundred points, is basically like uh, two basic terminated squads, and then um, yeah, you have your well overlord dude that you're probably gonna upgrade to like a phaser later on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then um, I'm thinking about a tactical support squad with uh, Volkai Chargers first. And then for the bigger list, you'll add on like Volkai Culverins, which you want to use all the nice bits you get from that uh, mm. upgrade kit. So you get the two. And if you can get Volkite, you should use Volkite. Yeah, you should use yeah. because that's extreme. Like that screams Terran for me. Like, uh, absolutely. It, Terran. it screams heresy. But yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like if you're playing Dark Angels or any Terran, then you haven't yeah. got. Lots obviously, of obviously it's going to be hard with the mark of armor because I would love to do these in Crusader armor. Mm. But you know, word on the street might be a plastic heat coming soon. Uh, anyway, so uh, so either that uh, Crusader armor, if I couldn't do that, and I'll I'll probably convert uh, the Borax armor because it's still kind of you know they they had it for trials, so you you could kind of do the 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 whole Corvus. Corex armor thing in the Beaky yeah. Marines. I mean, I love Beaky. Uh, I, I think, especially if you, I think most of us enjoy the old school element of it anyway. What I would do though is for this list, I would do at least two units of Cataphracty, doing them the Deliverer squads. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would do uh, one tactical support squad with Volkite Culverins, mm -hmm. one with Volkite Chargers. Then <clears throat> I would definitely make sure I had an assault squad in crusader armor sure like super old school sure just just to do the whole because all the fucking uh, raven guard 
assault squads are always fucking they are always the more modern armor mm, mm. you've never seen them like i have a crusader assault squad which i love <laughs> and I, I just love the way they look especially with the backpacks because i love the back like the old school backpacks yeah but just to make them more rustic if you know what i mean absolutely because these are these are turn and that's where I, i'm thinking about you know to keep that because you have your terminators predominantly going to be red and that's why you need that little red on mm. all the other ones just to keep the the kind of theme going mm. and then you'll add it on by adding transports and i would do like old school land raiders or spartans because you need you need the old school stuff and then obviously add sponsor weapons or not where, where you can with sponsor weapons or pintle weapons i would add volkites just mm. out of like the thing with volkites and then definitely because it's very unlikely like i love dreads so i even have dreads for my raven guards but i would do dreads and i would go so crazy as to do them in the same painting scheme as the deliverance squad mm. i th i think per personally i think if you're gonna go with this i think you just go all in on the red you know yeah i i reckon yeah. you you just say the deliverers we've seen but actually there's more you know you you yeah. you say you make the mark two assault squad you do the contempt as you and you just go all in on the red um yeah. And I yeah I think that's I think that's super cool, um, and, and it will definitely raise a couple of eyebrows from people. Hmm. And I did say uh, to the guys, do do some dreads. That's where my my passion lays right and now. And then, because you have one heavy support squad, considering uh, if you want to go the rule wise, obviously you want to have infantry, but uh, considering how they played it and how they were kind of spirited. I would probably go looking for like the heavy support squad, some sort of big tank thing. Hmm. I would love to have, uh, and then for like Lord of War, I would definitely go with like Cerberus. As is it, this expansions for this feels an awful lot like you buy some Kratos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then for for fast attack, I would probably look at what would fit the most with a a Terran. It, it's hard to. It would be some grav stuff, obviously. I would mm. pick something gravy, but that—that's a personal preference. Like either you do jet bikes, or you do like the javelins or whatever. Uh, definitely not bikes. It needs to be Terran esque. Okay. And and jet bikes, grav stuff screams Terran to you, yeah. Yeah, because that's like early, you know, um, good technology before you went. Well, I mean, even the Imperial Army still had. Yeah, even they had jet bikes. And dread dreadnoughts, didn't they? And dreadnoughts, yeah, yeah, no. and and fucking land speeders. Mm. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. I was not expecting it at all. Um, and they even Malkadors. Very, very, very interesting. Mm. Oh, did did they leave the Malkador in or not? Uh, I can't find them. Are the Malkadors in, Eric? Uh, nope, I haven't seen it. Unless it's a uh, lot of war, I haven't read a lot of wars yet. It used to be a heavy, heavy choice. Yeah, exactly. But it's not there as a heavy choice, that's for sure. But they removed all the Imperial Guards, planes, and tanks and stuff. So my guess would be it's not there. The Lightning Fighter is gone. Avenger is gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or basically everything Imperial Armory that's not Space Marines. I think like uh, for for like heavy support. Yeah, it's uh, not in not in Lord's. Demolishers, maybe like uh, something that 
imagine what would you take to assault fucking gate 42 yeah. you would probably have like assault guns of some sort of thing i like it so the like it would be like a go-to very very interesting and not what i was expecting um pella you said you've got some ideas right but not a list yes uh let's take the idea what i look think is a really cool idea uh we're not a terra you know the book the rune storm mm-hmm. when uh, sanguinius uh, johnson and gullman is heading to terra uh full full speed ahead they realize the emperor's alive the, the war isn't lost so they're actually traitors because they started a new empire but... <laughs> whoops and i started thinking about that and i was thinking i was thinking a long time to actually pick up my old space hulk game to paint that up mm. And the ideas occurred to me, and you said you want a low model count. Mm-hmm. Then I stopped reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that. <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking like this: you have to, you have a Sumatralis yep. setting at first. That's where your army is starting. Um, you are heading for Terra. They are coming across a abandoned spaceship or a, or a Hulk or some some demon thing. They have to board it, and uh, they have to take the Terminators. They have to. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. idea to take the Terminators. So we have this Space Hulk theme, where you take your Terminator to. Uh, board a what they think is perhaps a abandoned spaceship or space hawk to find out what's inside and now i haven't find a real reference like freddy did i'm picking up a scenario mm-hmm. in my head here where i would pick the blood angels i've i found out you're a bigger fan of the dark angels so well, either way I, they're I... either death sorry Angels of Death is still the best the best yeah. book ever written, and I was heartbroken when they did not do that for the Black Book and instead split them up. Um, so yeah. in fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's never more than like one meter away from me, uh, Codex Angels of yes. Death. <laughs> so you have your angels, either way, boarding this uh, spaceship where to find word, beer, word bearers, bearers, seriously, word bearers, and and a demon host doing nasty stuff. <laughs> There's your scenario. <laughs> and what do you bring with you? You bring your Terminators, of course. The more I'm thinking about this, you should uh, probably take your Dark Angels and your Deathwing with you. Yeah, nice. Stick a librarian in there, maybe? Yeah. Except that's the mm-hmm. next point. You have to bring your librarian in. They know they've been a Davin. They know what's happening. They've seen the demons. They know this is a weapon we have to use, mm. no matter. And I put it this way: uh, Lionel Johnson and the Dark Angels are, in a way, more liberal in their <laughs> weapon use <laughs> than perhaps Sanguinius and Gulman. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely didn't nuke the planet. <laughs> I just sent down drop pods. Yeah. Yes. And my intention was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, Liberian Terminators, and uh, you have to have the Volkite. You know, yeah. it's it's a heresy. It's Dark Angels. It's their weapon stock. Mm. Yeah, in some kind of support way. And I would actually, just to tweak it a little bit, uh, send in the scouts. Okay. Yeah. That's because uh, that's a unit that's a little underused. And they're not really that much written about it. But uh, I think the idea to send it in, everyone, and send out the scouts first. Just uh, to have an interesting army here mm, to, mm, to paint mm. wise. You get the Terminates, you get a Liberian, you get support, and you get a Scouts. And people don't use Scouts enough. Uh, they're a cool unit. Oh, they will in the new edition. Trust me. <laughs> this is exciting. Yes, I know that. I've read the rules. <laughs> but uh, theme wise, I think it's uh, not a bad idea. Absolutely. Uh, it's a spaceship, it's crowded, it's uh, broken doors, it's uh, hard to get everywhere with. Power armor and uh, Terminator armor. Mm. So scouts is fluffwise, uh, really good idea as well. I mm. think. Now I don't know if you can have a librarian as a commander. Uh... Well, yeah, that's a good point. Rem- um, yes, I, you can. I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure they removed the support officer thing, right? So you can just yeah, have I anyone so. you want as the boss. Yeah. Yes. Then you have uh, Lionel Johnson picked up his uh, librarian success. Let's start a show. <laughs> That's my idea for you. I, personally, I think it's interesting, model-wise, and fluff-wise. That's what's important to me when I create armies. Absolutely. Uh, I hope I inspired you a little bit. Oh, mate, all, all I, it's just taken me right back to, well, over 20 years ago. You know, I'd probably have been thinking about yeah. a similar, a similar collection of models or a theme <laughs> back then. You know, it's, uh, I think. The, yeah, the the dark the thing that appeals to me a lot about the Dark Angel stuff is that that whole knightly thing, right? I I like their knightly yeah. aesthetic. They're more sort of feudal knight type stuff than than the Crusaders of the Imperial Fists and stuff. And I think what I enjoy probably most about the Dark Angels is that the options for to to almost role play like you're talking about it right are you going to yeah. be terran dark angels are you going to be are you going to be angels of death are you going to be calibanite dark angels you know loyal to luther or are you going to be regular dark angels that follow the lion or whatever and all three of those ideas you could create completely different um forces but you could still riff on the same the whole knightly thing right whether your knights are yeah. caliban whether you're knights of you know the lion or whether you're the original you know angels of death um which are, yeah which is which is super cool um i think certainly if i was to go the route you're on about i'd be more tempted to do lutheran dark angels so he's meeting his friends on the spaceship <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd love to get a little green in there maybe a little green on one of the shoulder pads or something um there's a little nod and then yeah like you say use uh maybe have a bit more fun with uh with things um although as you say the lion wasn't exactly afraid of using everything um no exactly yeah. hey i wanted uh, to get the job done exactly you know? <laughs> spoilers hello weird child <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's too cool, man. It's too cool. Um, okay. Very, very. So both of you definitely go in that Terminator route, um, which I think that that jumped to my mind when I was like low model count. Um, and I think it's an easy one to expand out from, right? Because yeah, that's the idea as well. You have the you have the Pride of the Legion, right? We didn't talk mm. about that, but that's where you add on. And then after that, it's very easy to add on some tacticals mm. and uh, a tank, a walker, or whatever. You have a more stock standard army mm. to to play with. I like as well. You go heavy theme, right? You you have to give it the Space Hulk basing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to theme an yeah. army. That's everything. <laughs> White Terminators, or maybe Dark Angel. You know, do yeah. oh, oh, by the way, you said Lutherans. Yeah. Do you remember the old Imperial fucking cover for for Epic? With this, uh, yeah, the one that super dark. dark Angel, when it has like white, half white and half uh, candy green. Yeah, the one that looks like Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, he's blonde, isn't he? On that cover? Not Al Pacino, the Space Marine. I think I know the one he's on about. So I think what's interesting, I wasn't expecting this either, although I, in hindsight I probably should have, is that both Freddy and Pella have both instantly gone what thematically is a small force and then tried to work out how you represent that sort of in, in, in models and whatnot. Um, but that's a Fluffwise, interesting question. When did the Deathwing go to uh, change the color to white? Well, we've got so the Deathwing companions. It's the whole right. If you've saved a commander, you paint one piece of your armor white, right? And that's that's how they've now changed that away from the whole Gene Stealer. Um, and when they went to that Indian planet, yeah, whatever. right. So they've kind of quite understandably kind of tried to move away from that, and I don't. I don't mind the idea of bringing the white armor in earlier, you know, but I, I think that's part of me why I want to bring the, if I went with a, the dark angels, I'd want to bring the green in just, just to give oh, a bit God. of that black and green. Um, because then all of a sudden you put Deathwing companions in there and you've got the classic white, green, black, um, of, of, of the dark angels. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but also, this shows the fucking black uh, corn berserkers, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> right. So, looking at time, we're still good. We're still good. Eric, we're coming to you last, bud, because you, I believe, have two. Uh, what's yeah. the word? Debates, uh, arguments. This is this is. I, I'm giving you my money. This is what I should spend it on, right? Yeah. I don't know if we should start with Raven God, as uh, Freddie already went that way. Uh, the other one is Salamanders. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do it. So let's have a different take on the Ravenloft. So again, thematically, visually, we're still talking they're going to be traitors. But how have you gone about it from a a, a, a list building point of view? I have more like, uh, yeah, I've gone from obviously low model mm -hmm. count. Uh, and then you probably get more rules. Uh, what's going to work? What's not going to work uh, for me? <laughs> that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it. I, this is why you guys are my brain trust, right? I need, I need all. I, I would like to consider myself a complete hobbyist, right? And that's only by listening to friends that are massive nerds about the law, absolute painting freaks, and absolute rules gurus. That's you know, you should surround yourself with these people. Hit me. So, well, 
what what I went for is actually uh, you are Raven God for Horus, as you mm -hmm. talked about, uh, and as Raven God you are put out to do the the sneaky shit, and because of that I have uh, taken the, the right of war decapacitation strike. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, what it gives you, it's a Raven God uh, specific one. It gives preferred enemy against all independent characters. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you get two victory points for slaying the enemy warlord. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, it's going to be uh, a hunt for the warlord. Uh, that's the theme in this army. Um, and what, what I'd actually thought about was making you know uh, a bike unit with you know an hq bike unit with a praetor apothecary so you have this really fast hard-hitting mm. unit um it could obviously easily be changed to fit freddy's idea with uh i'll go with a land raider proteus um with some terminators in it i would not go for a spartan it's simply too expensive mm -hmm. Uh, if if you look game wise, I think you you're gonna end up in the classic Death Star game, and then you're gonna lose because you don't use the Primarch. Right. Um, so so I'd rather go for you know more smaller units, but more units. Yep, I like that. That, that appeals to me a lot because just because it's more stuff yeah. to paint, right? It's it's more variety. Uh, you know, it's that that yeah. appeals to me a lot. Yeah, and you can also do you know two yeah. units of Terminators and Predators. Uh, in in uh, yeah, sorry, the Proteus Land Raiders. Sorry. Uh, so basically, the theme is to you need to wipe out some enemy important character. Let's say it's a general. Uh, I would go with obviously with uh, yeah some close combat units that could also be Terminators. Uh, uh, sorry, um, no uh, Dreadnoughts. Sorry, yeah, you have Terminators, Dreadnoughts, bikes for that mm -hmm. matter, uh, and then I would go with the Seekers with all veterans um or and or recon marines to have some nemesis boulders uh on your side of the table uh and basically that's also why these are going to be so popular they are it's sniper rifles so you choose exactly who in the unit you hit when you shoot uh they have rending five plus so they quite often hit through the enemy armor uh for me seekers is basically raven guard uh, and they hit on a two plus already, so you can basically use them to snipe out enemy sergeants. And as Nemesis bowlers have pinning now, that's how you get over the table. You basically use your snipers. I would have four, five units maybe of you know small seeker, recon, veterans, whatever you you feel like feeling. And then simply uh, you know as the land raiders drive across the table. You're just going to see the heads of sergeants <laughs> explode and then have the units uh, go to the ground. That's a really cool idea, man. Um, but with this right of war, I have to have tactical squads, right? Uh, yeah, you do. But you could also do a small squad. Or, sorry, or, yeah. or assault squads. Yes, I was going to say. So what are our line troops now? Tacticals, assaults, despoilers, and... Recon, you can also use the, the recon with power armor. Oh, so nice. I think, I don't remember it's called reconnaissance. Basically, I, I would go with three times five, you know, recon marines, just five of them, nemesis boulders. When you deploy them, deploy them, you know, spread them out over the table so they cover mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. areas. Augury scanner so you can uh, pin whatever comes down in deep strike or reserve. And they have 72-inch range. So basically, you can 
what what you do is you shoot across the table from the different sides. So even if it's let's say it's a Valkyrie unit, Valkyrie current you want to stop, you just shoot them with this with the snipers that are the furthest away until they're pinned, and then you can blast them to hell or you can charge them or whatever. Um, and obviously seekers are best at this, establishing skill five. Veterans have the two wounds, so they can take more fire. Recon marines are scoring. Uh, and again, each unit, as soon as you do a wound... You How do are you getting r- recon marines being scoring, dude? Oh, yeah, they're line. Cool. Yeah, they're line. So they're just a support so squad. So even though they've got support squad in their special rules... They're still so, does, so that means I can't take them as my compulsory troops, but they are scoring. Exactly. Yes. And if you wanted to take them as compulsory, you can actually do that if you play the recon, uh, the recon right mm-hmm. of war. That just limits your heavy choices to one. Uh, no, so, sorry, it doesn't. It, it limits your heavy choices to having to come from reserve. It's going to say decapitation strike limits your heavies to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, but but you you're not as the Proteus can be taken as dedicated mm-hmm. transport for Terminators. It doesn't matter because the maybe you're gonna have a Leviathan Dreadnought or you're gonna <laughs> oh, have. Oh, I am going to have a Leviathan Dreadnought, Eric. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, what what I would use was maybe just a heavy squad, you know, with um, with last cannons, because that will open up enemy Spartans now that last cannons have Sunder. Um, that's prob- that's the only unit you have that will consistently un- open uh, open tanks up, unless you you use the laser destroyer tank. So you, you you're gonna have some issues on the heavy choices if you use that one, but you can also just use a standard army, no rider war, and do exactly the same. You just won't get the bonus for killing the warlord, and you won't get preferred enemies. So it's not that big of a difference, really. Uh, which is also why I said in the start that I don't use a right of war because a lot of them restrict you, you know, from the from a lot of things. So basically, having yeah, none... I think I think with me, like, rights of war have always felt when it comes to list writing, I I feel like rights of war give me a theme. So I'm not I'm not in that situation where I where I feel like I'm having to fill my troops. You know, like to, I think troop tax people often refer to it as right. Yeah, I, I yeah. never want I'd never want to be spending time painting something that is a tax, right? Everything that's going on me, I want to have in it, it needs a place. So I think, yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the things that's I've always found a challenge. And like you're talking about this decapitation strike and this this overall theme of having a fast moving one slash two uh not death stars, but two fast moving hammers, right? To 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 take out priority targets and then having these multiple small units just pinning things here and there taking things out so they can make it all of that sounds awesome but then in my head i'm like but then what the hell do i do with these two 10-man tax squads in rhinos or whatever i would i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't use tacticals at all i would use the spoilers because you're you are playing an army where you basically if any character shows his head you're going to shoot him down (laughs) like in apothecary sergeants even even a Praetor, if you fire all your snipers at one Praetor, he's going to go down in one turn. Um, so why not use the spoilers? Because the spoilers, they get an extra attack against units that have no characters in them. Ah. So basically you have a close combat unit 
standing, you know, defending your uh, snipers. You can, if there's not, let's say the enemy, they don't have any deep strikes. Well, move them ahead, charge ahead along the land raiders. If you have someone who's playing reserves, well, keep them back. When the reserves land, charge the fuck out of them. And because you, the spoilers, they have chainsaws already, so get shred. Um, so you basically have a 10-man unit that, that does like 30 attacks when they charge. Mm. Um, so I, I would go with them. And they align too, so they're scoring. Um, and then in the fast choices, I have a... Now you're playing, you know, as we're not doing a Primark Death Star, which I love, <laughs> uh, Saber tanks are fucking awesome. They have two very important roles to play in, in an army like this. And I would say for Raven Guard, they're fast, agile. You know, it's, it's, it fits the Raven Guard theme mm. to have these light tanks mm. running along. First of all, they, of course, they have the shock poles that everyone knows from the old Sikaran Venator, you know, if you wound, if you penetrate a, a vehicle, or, yeah, it can only snap fire the next turn. Awesome. That that way you uh, you stop big tanks. You because I I would go with like depending on the size of your force, two of them or two times two, um, depending on how large units you can meet. But they also got concussion tree now, which means that if you fire them into a squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the squad takes a leadership test. If the leadership test it fails, they have minus three weapon skill for the rest of the turn. Which means when you are about to charge out of your uh, land raiders, you just turn and fire your saber tanks into the units you're about to charge. And suddenly the big Death Star has weapon skill one against your weapon skill four or five. Which means that you'll hit on twos, they'll hit on sixes. And that makes all the difference when you are trying to fight a Death Star uh, that is way stronger than yourself. Because if you can just uh, hammer the fuck out of it the first turn in combat, then you should probably be golden to go later on. And that's the same way you can do, you know, have one Dreadnought just uh, pin down and kill an entire Death Star. Um, <laughs> simply use the Saber Tanks to shoot into uh, to the unit just before you charge them. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and then you have uh, the last thing I that, and that's probably uh, I think this is a tactic everyone can use. So uh, feel free to do that. But yeah, I have two characters for you that I really think you should uh, bring. Mm-hmm. The first is a librarian, and um, I'm just gonna check what the law was. It was uh, telepathy because telepathy has the most important power you can get of all the psychic powers, in my opinion. It has, you take a leadership test and point at a unit within 24. If you make the leadership test, they cannot do a reaction in this in this phase. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you are about to charge someone, you can use him to say, nope, you can't do an overwatch, which means you can charge large units. You can also use it, let's say you are moving close to someone and they want to withdraw. You uh, point at them and say, nope, you uh, can't withdraw because, uh, yeah, I, I cancel your reaction. Uh, and the other cool one, which you can use in the same turn, is he has this psychic missile, which is six shots and pinning. So, and it, oh, it has this hallucination rule. So basically it is that they take a pinning test. 
and then you fire six shots for each hit you make you give minus one leadership on the pinning test <laughs> so in the perfect world you you can you know put two units out of action um and the fun part is uh, it's a shooting attack so if someone shoots at you you can do return fire and then you can do a pinning check right back in their face and the fun part about that is when you are pinned it says that you are pinned until the end of your next turn which means if they shoot at you in their turn they are pinned from now on and their whole next mm. turn so it's a really really long time they're laying down oh, nasty nasty yeah so so that way that that's how you get across the table and then when you combine that with all your beautiful snipers having pinning too and rending so they can also damage vehicles even though it's highly unlikely it's one out of six that will that will do damage mm. um but you damage armor 12 as each as easy as uh, armor 11 so I, I guess that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> um but the last character that is amazing for this shit um that is the vigilator because the vigilator has uh he has the master sniper rule the guy has a master crafted nemesis boulder, which is the 72-inch sniper with mm -hmm. pinning. He has rending 2+, so he hits on 2+, with reroll. And the guy you hit, you wound automatically with no armor save on 2+. <laughs> and the sniper has shell shock 1, which means that you reduce the leadership of whoever you shoot at in, in that shot by 1. So basically what you do is, you, and he's relentless, so he can move around with a sniper. So basically what you can do is you just put him in either one of the, you can have him in one of the sniper shots at long range, and then he does pinning tests. So you shoot the sergeant with him, so they go from leadership uh, 8 to 7, mm -hmm. and then you uh, use the shell shock to put them from 7 to 6 on the pinning test. And if it's night fighting, you can lower it even further. <laughs> Uh, which means it's one guy almost a sure pinning. But if you want to make it really fun, then when people want to shoot, they would obviously want to shoot at your uh, Terminators. Mm. So uh, what you do is you simply put a Vigilator into those Terminators that you have your General in uh, to make sure that if they shoot at you, you do a return fire reaction, and then you shoot the head of whatever sergeant is in that unit. And the unit that just fired at you is now pinned. That's disgusting, but that's quite cool. Like that's, and this is exactly yeah. why I love listening to people like you um, that are so like yeah. that see that see the little things. So like I'm, I'm like, oh, that's a load of nonsense. Why would you stick a sniper dude in with some terminators? And then you'll, I love the idea that actually it's because the first person to pop up and take a snap at them, you just put down, and it's like. <laughs> And yeah, like, that's very, very, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really nasty. So what I would do is to have, let's say, you go with the Terminators because I actually I do like Freddy's idea. Mm. Uh, I just I just think you need some uh, support to not get shot out of the to get them there quick enough, right? Yeah, you need to get across the table yeah. safe. So basically, if you have one unit with the librarian and your general in it, mm. uh, then you have leadership ten on your librarian for his psycho mm. test, which means that's one almost sure cancellation of uh, yeah. reactions. And it's a unit that's pretty sure to get pinned because of the psycho shooting he has. Obviously, don't buy him any shooting mm -hmm. weapons because firing that one is a shooting mm -hmm. weapon. Um, 
so waste of points. And then you put the vigilator in the other squad, which will be your you know secondary yeah. fast moving assault squad. Yeah. Yeah, because with the psyker, basically, you can also do a return fire with that. So the power that has hallucinations, it has 36 in range. So basically, if anyone wants to shoot at that, you simply point back and say, yeah, here you go, six hits, uh, do a pinning test at minus up to six. Um, and then you have the Vigilator and the other squad. Obviously, the Vigilator, the more forward you put him, the bigger risk you put him in, because trust me, you're not going to be the only one with snipers. Yeah. Um, but but again, it it's like I would look at the situation. I would be like, okay, you know what? They have two heavy support squads. I need to have my uh, I need to have my pinning guy up in the front so I can stop them from shooting at me. If it was a close combat army that needed to move towards you, I would keep him all the way to the mm. back. And simply just, you know, shoot and shoot and shoot at the same unit over and over again to make sure that the hardest unit in the enemy army is laying down all the time. Uh, I like it. I think it's a very cool, it's a very, very cool theme that. Um, so you're spoiling us by having a second. Uh, and yeah. This is one that, that today particularly is appealing to me because I just finished painting a salamander and I'm really happy with how it came out. So salamanders were my my first ever heresy army uh painted up when it was when anvil industry and the forge world red scorpion upgrade kits were basically the only way you could make a heresy army that didn't cost you like a thousand million pounds um so yeah good good memories there for that one so hit me what are we doing with vulcans boys what's the deal yeah, well, Vulcan's boys, you could say the, the theme would kind of be the same. Uh, we, we are back to, uh, obviously, you can, do, um, you can do Terminators in the Proteus uh, Land Raiders. Uh, I think I would do, you know, one or two, yeah, at least one biker squad and just have, you know, big dude with a shield and a hammer <laughs> riding ahead in the front. Um, and then, of course, you have your snipers, you have your vigilator down behind, making sure that they make it across the table safe. Um, they have a right of war, which actually have two really, really, really good right of wars. Uh, so you can either choose to go aggressive or more defensive. You have the one where you get pirate. I don't actually have the names. The Covenant of Fire? Yes, exactly. So basically, you get Pyro, yeah, pyroclast as your troop mm -hmm. choice. I was like, well, <laughs> there you go. You you don't have attacks. Now I would make you know five man squads of pyroclast in rhinos because they have melter guns now. Uh, it's it's real strength eight melter mm -hmm. they have, and um, they basically when you even if you shoot at a tank at long range, strength eight AP one. At some point you're gonna you're gonna penetrate unless it's a land raider. And that six is gonna do some serious damage mm -hmm. to to the vehicle. Um, so basically, awesome troop choices. Um, I would say the tactic with moving over the table, uh, it's actually exactly the same as Raven yeah. Guard. The only thing that's different now is obviously you can do the pirate class where you get more firepower than Raven Guard would, uh, because you can swap out, you know, your uh, your despoiler squads yeah. with um, pirate class. The other one you have, you you know, there's uh, one where they get, 
it gets harder to pin them. There's, I'm, I think there's both the Rider War and the Warlord trait. Now we, we have talked for a while, so I haven't looked them up now to read them, but you can reduce your incoming pinning test by a yeah, lot. That's it. So the, the Awakening Fire Rite of War, one of the quite of the many bonuses um, that yeah. you get with that one, uh, they all models with both the infantry unit type and the Legionnaires of Stasis Salamanders in the attachment using this Rite of War ignore all modifiers to their leadership when making pinning tests. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I would say if you go with, obviously, if you go the biker mm. list, it doesn't matter because you can't pin bikes. But if you go with foot soldiers, mm. that's the way to go because that, that's the way you get across the table without getting pinned against someone like me uh, <laughs> who, who also does the, the sniping shit. So you've got this. This is the anti-Eric uh, list, this one. This is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that salamander list would... My my idea for Scandos that would fuck me over completely, um, <laughs> because I I wouldn't be able to uh, to do the all those nasty pins. And then of course also remember that you can buy an upgrade as uh, Salamanders where you cause fear, which means you reduce leadership within one, within twelve inches. Um, and I think with all the snipers I talked about, you have an idea of how to use them. Yeah. Um, but basically fear-causing Terminators walking across the table and once again you see Sergeant's heads exploding all around you and now you also cause fear. This is a really cool right of war. This, yeah. yeah. And I'm just seeing you can, you can get a single additional non-compulsory HQ choice which has to be a chaplain but that's cool anyway, right? Chaplains are still good. Yeah, fearless against mm -hmm. pinning. You are back to uh, to the whole theme of not getting mm -hmm. pinned, and then you just get hatred on top of that. Mm -hmm. So awesome! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and and again, I would say whatever army you take. For me, I would never go. Uh, now I'm playing Thousand Suns, so I do go without a librarian because yeah. all of my psychers can take that exact power. But if you are not playing Thousand Suns, I would say. If, if you want to survive, because reactions are just free shooting phases, there is no penalty for doing doing it. So the more points you get under a reaction or the more points you can do to shoot with a reaction, the more you get for your points. So basically everything you can do to cancel reactions is basically like the, in, in version one, it would be like denying your opponent a shooting mm -hmm. phase. And pinning is the way to do it. And also, uh, rotor cannons—they have shell shock too, and they're pinning. Um, so when Freddy talked about, you know, Valkyrie, the short-range Valkyries, I immediately thought rotor cannons because right now they're actually good because you just need to do one wound with them, and you get a pinning test at minus one. That's cool, and and another cool heresy-only weapon. You know? Yeah, exactly. Think... And and I can also I can also especially with the Raven Guard, you know coming across the table and then you just have, you know, this hailstorm mm. of basically minigun fire coming from, you know, buildings uh, <laughs> and windows and, yeah, wherever they have been hiding. Mm. I can totally see that work. Um, and it would also be thematic still. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's some... Uh, I think I was being optimistic going, oh, well, I'll record episode guys and by the end of it i'll be like oh well, i'm definitely going to do that it's obvious <laughs> now i'm sat here going oh well i like that bit from that one oh and i do like that idea from this one and i do so 
I think to them all. It's gonna end up for you mixing it all into <laughs> one doing word bearers. Uh, I think no, don't get me started on word bearers. I think I might scratch that itch with the war game that takes place ten thousand years later. But we we will see. That's that's a challenge for future Henry. This is uh, this is what I what I want to work on currently. But they've all got. I mean, the the only real theme that runs throughout the four ideas you guys are given is the Terminators. Um, but I think what's nice is that in all of them, the Terminators are there to do stuff, not just because there's not many of them, and that's the way you get low model counts. Like you know, like in the old days, like Pride of the Legion was a bit of a a bit of a gimme right of war wasn't it it was like okay i want to start small right i'll just do private legion whatever done or, or you wanted to do a deep striking veteran squads with combat right, right. <laughs> okay well there used to be speaking of raven guard didn't there used to be some awful thing they could do was it the more death or something with uh with combis or seekers with combis or something wasn't it oh yeah yeah but but that, that's still there you a secret champion now and that that's why you should definitely also bring a seeker squad just one they can take a, a combi disintegrator rifle. Oh, what? Which is uh, basically strength five boulder with instant death <laughs> with rapid fire. Right. That's going in. Combi disintegrator. Yeah. That weapon is awesome. Can an entire unit take it? No, the, it's only the champion, but the champion is enough. Oh, only the champion. Okay. I thought you said the entire unit could take it. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it, in in de in um, destroyers, you can have two of them that are not combi weapons, so you can basically fire uh, four strength five instant death AP two shots per turn within twelve inches. Uh, so have fun with that. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's all so exciting. Yeah, I first read that drone. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Instant death strength five. <laughs> yeah, and they they on on dreadnoughts they dreadnoughts have the automatic shielding, so they reduce instant death to D three wounds. But still, you you, you just, you're gonna be fucked anyway. It's they uh, they kill anything they touch. And again, on C that's the only thing you haven't really mentioned, Derek, is dreads. Like, where do they fit into your yeah. lists? Everywhere. Brilliant. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's all I need to hear. Okay. Good. Yeah. They basically dreadnoughts. <laughs> they can as one one close combat weapon. Whatever you do, and then you can move them across the table. You can defend your backline. What, wherever they are needed, they are fast, right? They are eight inch fast mm. now. Uh, so just bring whatever you feel like fitting in. This is exciting, and and it's the first time you can say that about reds. Like it's just it's just all exciting, dude. Because it does. I know we've got stuff that you're recommending, but again, it's you know we can go Pele's pure theme idea. Freddy's sort of half and half, where he's looked at actual how the units would fit into a list, and then you, where you're taking from more of a, a viewpoint of making the list work, which is exactly what I asked for. You know, I said I want to play with this this army. You know, this isn't just a look nice on the shelf, put it on the table, take my toys off. Um, you know, I want to be able to have something where I can make tactical decisions. You know, that actually have a chance of of coming off. Um, but there's nothing really getting dismissed. You know, it's all more about add this, add this, add this. Um, yeah, there, there are some must-haves in order to survive the way the game is played now. Sure. And not going into, you know, just Death Star mode because that's the easy solution to it. Yeah, and I think for me, like, having the two smaller assault threats is, is just much more exciting on every level, you know? 
um, yeah. both gaming and modeling. Um, yeah, that, that hugely appears. Yeah, I have one note I have to tell you before we stop. All the stuff you, I just told you, that's how to handle, you know, the reactions and stuff. But that's against infantry. Remember, you have to bring anti-tank too. Tanks have gotten more hull points. They're harder to kill. You need to have, you know, if you do two times two saber tanks, they have the strength 10 AP1 guns that makes you a snapfire. But you need to have laser destroyers, last cannon squads, something that can explode vehicles because it's getting, with, with land raiders being five hull points now, Spartan six, all the other tanks, almost all of them got extra hull points. So you need to have something that can make them explode. Um, so, so just remember that when you make your list, because if you, they are, tanks are really fast and they can shoot a lot now. So you're not going to catch them in close combat. Um, so, so you need to be able to shoot them. I like it. I like it a lot. How about Sikrans? How do they fit into that? Are they good? Are they good anti-tank tanks? The Arcos is still pretty good. I haven't actually read the other ones. Okay. They just feel very Raven Guard, you know? Yeah. But I would say Arcos also has the Helix thingy where it gets intercept with everything. Uh, so that's your anti-plane, anti-reserves, anti-defrag, whatever. And Derrida is presumably now a, a useful uh, anti, anti-tank platform, right? Yeah, that works too. The only thing it doesn't have, you don't have, you know, the amount of shots. Yeah. If you take laser destroyers, their ordnance, their strength nine, they have three shots each. They will, you know, they will put a hole in a tank. Where if, let's say you have uh, the radio, I don't even remember if, that, if it has one or two shots on each last right, cannon. Right, right. Uh, but, but you hit hard and, the, and they even have extra shock. So it's a pretty good one. But, but the thing is, if you miss, let's say you roll double one to mm-hmm. hit, then you're done. You, you don't do shit. Where with, with laser destroyers, you are going to do a lot. Even if you roll three ones, the first one, well, let's re-roll. Well, two hits, we, we saved it. <laughs> uh, and then you still hold ordnance, strength nine, so you also get two dice, you know, and choose the highest to wound. So just keep that in mind, at least, um, because... Armored Spearhead is a really good ride of war, so you're going to run into almost all tank armies too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. That's, um, that's, that's given me a few more answers than questions, which is what I want, right? Which is a, a better place than I was. <laughs> a better place than I was an hour or so ago. Um, just conscious of time on the show, so I don't want to take more, more time up now on just feel a bit indulgent but i hope this has been really useful to people listening as well because i bet you there's a fuck ton of people in the same position as me um you know desperate to get into this new edition but possibly feeling a touch overwhelmed with where to start um and i think i think that's some 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 awesome ideas so we will close the show out as normal with the the new sort of final segment so what have we been doing during the show well i now have three pages of notes with lots of scribbles and lots of ticks and big crosses. Um, I have Combi's Disintegrator written in very large letters. Uh, and I have Librarian and Vigilator also written in quite large letters. So those are obviously what's stuck in my mind uh, from, from, from what we were discussing. Um, Eric, I assume you just have piles of books that are on fire as you've been flicking through uh, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Pele, Freddy, did you get anything done? Did you glue anything together? Three Marines. 
Look at that. Yes, I'm gluing. <laughs> I just want to add one thing to the new cool stuff in the oh, yeah. new uh, armor list. That's uh, far behind the starting up. But you re- remember that Land Raider has have a support uh, Typhoon. Hmm. If you're shooting a big blast gun. Hmm. Hmm. Now you can take that in squadrons. Oh. Cerberus, Cerberus are useful. You can take two of them. Ah, so they oh I see. So they're still Lords of War, but you can take two. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool, actually. That's that must be coming as a dual kit, right? I don't know, but like you'd assume so, right? Yeah, they they have the plastic spart, and you can do new landry with it. Just an add-on kit. It's this, and it's the same. Basically, it's just a different gun on the shield, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is a spartan with a like, with a big gun. But Henry, now that you uh, you have gotten all my dirty secrets for Scandos, <laughs> do you want to take a grudge match there, and uh, then we can see who masters it in the end? This is my this is my plan, dude. I w- I want to commit to it. I am. Gonna go away now for the this weekend and have a good think and come back to you guys, you know, in in private with a probably a fifteen hundred point list, um, and I will endeavour to get that list done for Scandus and bring it. Now, obviously, that I can't be playing in the main event with that, but I want to be getting some games in. So yeah, I would absolutely love that. Um, I really, really would. We we can do you know a Friday night game fifteen hundred points. Yeah. This this sounds this sounds good and lots of. Lots of shitty beer. So speaking of Scandus, that seems like a very, very good uh, segue. Um, we obviously have Scandus coming up uh, towards the end of the year. Freddie, what are the dates? It's all fully booked anyway. But It's all fully booked. It's like the, the, the first weekend of October. I think it's like the what? The seven... Yeah, it's like the seven, seven, eighth nights or something like that. Um, yeah. Because prior to that, on the Wednesday and the Thursday, so Scandal starts on the Friday, on the Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to be coming over uh, with Cult of Paint and running uh, a painting class finally after a couple of years, which is lovely. Um, full details of that are going to be going up at the end of July uh, along with the tickets. Uh, but I thought I'd talk very briefly about it now. Um, it's going to be an infantry painting class where we focus on painting basically non-armoured infantry. So we're going to cover painting faces. We're going to cover painting, so skin, uh, larger areas of skin. Um, so, you know, if you were to take an Ogryn or you were to take a Kachkan model or something like that, how do you go about, you know, or an Orc? How do you approach about painting large areas of skin? We're going to look at different ways we can paint leather, and then we're going to paint how we paint the fatigues, how we paint normal clothing um, on the models. Um, so four sort of key areas. Um it will be price will be on the ticket, but effectively you're going to basically need to bring with you some brushes and maybe a couple of paints. There's no airbrushing; it's all hairy brush. Models are going to be provided. Um, full details of the class will be up there before you book your ticket, so you can make your decision. And that's going to be on the Wednesday and the Thursday at the same venue uh, before we roll into Scandus. So I will be being a good boy on Wednesday and Thursday, <laughs> and then I will be. Is it the Wednesday and the Thursday or the Thursday and the Friday, Freddie? I can't remember. Uh, Thursday and Friday. The Thursday and the Friday. So Thursday and Friday, I'll be a good boy, uh, and then sixth and seventh. Yeah, then I can get on it Friday night and uh, and chill out and enjoy enjoy Scandal. It's gonna be Sc- Scandus after dark, yeah. naked, fifteen hundred <laughs> points, Tom Callis, uh role playing, strip strip thirty k. Yeah, um, sounds yeah sounds good to me. Um, we've also, as usual, got the raffle, the DMD raffle running at Scandus. Freddie, have you got any more updates on that? Uh, no, uh, donations have started to trickle in, so 
thanks for that, everyone. Uh, fucking awesome. Uh, Bob, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we have because Christopher isn't here, but we're going to put up that poll for like the the two uh, legions we're going to paint up for for the starter box. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to do like uh, Iron Hands versus Empress Children, are we going to do Night Lords versus Dark Angels? Or are we going to do like uh, Ultramarines versus Word Bearers? Or what are we going to do? You know, beautiful. What's going on? Blood Angels versus Demons. Ooh. That's going to be hard though. With only Marines. But... It's going to be a lot of converting, but yeah. No, it's a possessed Marines. <laughs> and that's going to be given away as one of the prizes, is it? That is correct. That's amazing. So we'll have a list up of the prizes we've got so far, and I know they've been trickling in, I've been seeing them, uh, and we'll have some announcements for some cool ones as well, because one of the big things about the DMD raffle, obviously it's an amazing cause, it's close to all of us, that's why we keep doing it, but it's also a chance where the community, the global heresy community, has come together years and years and years now with different people creating unique models, painting models for people, uh, providing some crazy prizes, um, which you really aren't going to get anywhere else other than entering this raffle, um, as well as, you know, knowing that you're donating to a good cause. So we'll talk about that a lot more as the episodes lead up. Um, But do check out the social media, so Facebook, Discord, Instagram. Uh, Those are the three main ones, aren't they? Those those are the ones we, those are the ones that Chris and Jody are always banging on about. Um, so we'll, we'll try. We'll try and do. It. Hey, it's a. It took us nearly half an hour to figure out how to get the recording bot to work. So you know, we're not the ones to ask about this type of thing. No, it's not our job. We're <laughs> trying to flatter Chris or what? Yeah, it's, well, that's it's, it's. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, along with that raffle, obviously at DMD, we're going to be doing an extra raffle now, which we're we'll doing each year, which is for the patrons. Um, Patreon simple. You basically, if you're enjoying the show, you're enjoying the content that we're putting out, and we're going to be putting out in the future, and you want to chuck us a couple of quid to say thanks very much, which will allow us to get some prize support for events, buy a new microphone, uh, you know, get a few beers, whatever it is we do with it. Then feel free to go over there. Uh, and give us some support. Uh, whenever you do, you're going to be entered into a raffle for the end of the year where we're going to be raffling off some prizes. And we've got things like the Age of Darkness box. We've got um, some Titanicus stuff. I've seen Chris has been getting a load of it from that. Is it Game Maniacs? Yep. That new store that you guys are, yeah. are affiliated with. So, yeah, there'll be a, a ton of fun bits on there as well. Um, you know, if you need bribing, as it were, to uh, to throw these guys some beers because, um, you know, it's not it's not just turn up and chat bullshit. There's a tiny bit more prep work that goes into it and they, you know, they deserve that. I just a tiny bit. Yeah, you know, a tiny bit, but yeah, it, it is it is still there. Um so guys, have you got anything else you wanted to cover before out the show? Yeah, what kind of weapon, close combat weapon should I give my sergeant here? It's night lords, right? Yeah. Well the glaive thingy. Yeah, I go fluffy, right? Everyone, yeah, for hundred percent. I mean, I guess a lightning claw, maybe. Sniper rifle. <laughs> Sniper rifle. Oh no, a disintegrator thing. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Right. Just checking. If if you want to do it a bit cheesy, then you do like a veteran squad, and then you put in maybe four nemesis boulders, and then just do close combat because veterans are relentless and have two wounds now. So basically, you can you can uh, pin people and charge them after. Um, which takes away their Overwatch, and it's pretty. That funny. doesn't sound too cheesy. That kind of sounds just like smart use of a of a mixed arms unit. Yeah, that's that's by no means the worst. If a unit is pinned, the Nightlord can use Talon for murder, so it's a good idea. Oh, 
And yeah, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll be talking about that list very, very soon. Pella's new friend maker Night Lords list. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> How to have a <laughs> just squads of ten, all of them, half nemesis builders, <laughs> <laughs> like two or four uh, power axes and uh, one power fist in each. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Over the table we go. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my goodness. That would look pretty cool though. I'm just saying. Just yeah. saying, Night Lord's armies always look awesome. Night Lord's armies really attract like all in hobbyists. I found um, they're one of my favorite ones to yeah. see at events. I really, really enjoy seeing them. So let's close out the show. Thanks to all of you lot for listening back. Um, the the listening figures for the last few shows since we've been back uh, have been fantastic and really encouraging. And this, these guys are not stopping. Um, so we'll keep supporting them so they'll keep on going. A lot of that work is also down and success is down to the editing team who take the noisy garbage that we send them after a recording session and somehow turn it into something listenable. And not just listenable, I love in a bit of the shade that keeps getting thrown at, uh, at Jody in particular. Um, so more of that, I definitely approve. So I think all that's left to say uh, is this is the Varangian Heresy signing out. You want to treat life like you treat heresy. You want to be Angron in the sheets, Fulgrim in the uh, sheets as well. Who else in the sheets? Vulcan in the sheets? I can't remember this. This is Jody's job, right? No, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. The girls can cut that bit. No can do. All right, we'll, we'll cl I'll, I'll close the show out properly. Um, so all that's left to do is say it's good night from me. And me. And me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry on the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Ranging Heresy Podcast. Signing off. <laughs>